Size at She Sheds Real Light with Crystal Fry and Susan Price. And today's episode is Say It Ain't So. So, Say It Ain't So, you ask. <laughs> um, you know, oftentimes I remember in school passing by people and they would give me a certain look and my mind would begin to run rampant with thoughts of... I don't think they like me very much. Look at the way they just looked at me, which is funny because apparently I look at Crystal with side eyes all the time. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) And uh, thank God she knows my heart because if you were to look back through pictures or video footage and see it, you'd be like, oh, she really looks like she hates her. (laughs) And I'm like, no, she loves me. She loves me. That's her love look. (laughs) But I literally would, those things would go rampant in my mind and I would literally hold on to them. And when I would see that person, I would cringe. I would feel a certain way. I would begin to feel kind of bitter or resentful towards them, even though they'd never even told me they didn't like me or said they didn't like me or that's the same thing until somebody said something but like I'd never even heard it yeah um and so for me it left me questioning like what have I done to them or why don't they like me yeah and lo and behold it was just not even an intentional look towards me it may have just been that I caught them from the side they may have been having a bad day they may have been looking at the person behind me whatever that that is or sometimes in conversation with somebody if they say something and it isn't in the way that you wanted it to be. Yeah. You can take that the wrong way too. And when you get um, when those things happen, they do run rampant in your mind. And I saw a quote today, actually, as we were talking about um, recording this podcast, and it said, "Becoming obsessed with what people think about you is the quickest way to forget what God thinks about you." Mm, and I think good. about that and how that goes along with our personal lives, our personal walks with God, our careers, mm-hmm. our calling, our purpose our families, our parenting, like whatever that looks like, our being a wife. Um, so many times I think that like when people do express what they think of us or they talk to other people about what they think of us and we hear those things, it can begin to get in our mind and play a trick on us and the enemy uses that. Um, but I think it's so important that like we we know in our hearts who we are, who Christ has called us to be. Yeah. And we can't leave any space for the enemy to come in and try to steal and rob that from us. So Susan and I were having a discussion earlier today, and I was like, you know, women really honestly fight with these mental battles of like, you see something on social media, and you may be like, I wish that people thought that of me, or you... you just see somebody else who is like walking in their calling and you're like, gosh, I'm not doing anything. Or I wonder if someone would treat me like that. Or why wouldn't somebody send me flowers? Or like you start to really, really get in your brain. And so Susan and I were talking about it because it wasn't too long ago that there was some women that were kind of all discussing about like how how many different ways that we can really get inside of our brains and allow it to fester and then think we're not good enough or we haven't been called or we won't ever be called or people don't love us the same or like we can just get so much in our heads and um Susan and I actually were also talking and I'm like I don't know if men actually feel this same way like I feel like this is just like a woman thing honestly and then we were kind of talking about well no because we had discussed this with some guys uh, lately and they had said you know they kind of go through the same thing but in a different way but it's one of those things in life that it almost makes you not feel confident in who you are Mm -hmm. and it's and you that kind of leads you into that comparison game as well with other people but um i i just don't want to allow those mental things in my head to take root is some sometimes that they do yeah well you know i think about it as it's so easy to sit there and 
let's just say you're at church and someone has, there's a guest speaker, you're at a conference, you're a woman speaker and you're like, wow, they're on fire for God. Like they have a way with words or you're in prayer group circle and someone is praying. You're like, wow, I wish I could pray like Uh that or me, I'm seeing the people worship on the, on the stage and not, not for the fact that they're front and center, but the fact that they have the gift of singing and I would love to be able to sing. And I'm like, man, I wish I could sing. So it's so easy to get caught up in those comparisons, but also thinking like, man, like I wish I could do that. Or why wouldn't God use me for that? Or like, I wish I could speak that well. Like if it's something that you do do, like speak and sing and you're just I wish I could do it as good as they're doing it. And it does get in your mind. And I I think about, you know, back to the time where the first time I heard you speak at three for one, and I think about how I, I clearly could have sat in my chair and be like, man, I wish I could speak like that. Or I wish I could share my testimony like that. Or I wish that I could have done this, even though I felt like I wish, I wish I was able to do what I felt my heart desired. But instead what I left there feeling was actually encouraged and hopeful, like, Oh, God can use broken people. And I've shared yeah. this, but like God can use hurt people. God can take people with messy paths and still use them and allow them to help minister to other people's hearts. Yeah. And so I had two options that day. And I guess I never really thought about it until we were talking about this is I could have very well compared myself and never come through the doors again and been like, well, I just screwed up and God's not going to use me now, yeah. you know, but I did it. And so I think that's another thing is knowing that there are choices and there are times that we choose one over the other, but in 2 Corinthians 2, 10, 5, it says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And how true is it that um, we should be destroying those arguments? That whether it's the battle in our mind with what people are saying when we're going back and forth, whether it be somebody say something to us face to face, whether it be the enemy in our ears screaming like they're better than you, you're not going to amount to anything, yeah. you'll never be able to speak like them, sing like them, yeah. look like them, preach like them, whatever it looks like. No one thinks of you like that. Yeah, exactly. And so just taking those thoughts captive. And when we yeah. take those thoughts captive, we are able to walk obediently with God and live in the calling that he has yeah. put on our lives, not their lives, because he's got a specific calling over each of our lives and I think it's so important that we never forget that when we're so busy wishing we had what they had or doing what they're doing knowing that that's not what God maybe has not called me to that maybe he's called me to this and a lot of us may not know our callings but I think there's a lot of us that do even though we're not like walking in it at the Uh moment and I think it's just finding not necessarily contentment and being stagnant where you're at but knowing that God's will and his way is better than ours well and I don't even think it's just in your calling too ladies I think a lot of times that like if it's it could be in your calling but it also could just be the mind things that you go through that you're thinking about that someone else may be thinking about you and so you sit in that and when when that scripture says hold those thoughts captive it means don't allow them to fester and grow like Mm -hmm. don't allow yourself to sit there and be like oh my goodness am am I good enough um or am I pretty enough or would somebody do this for me like uh, allow to take that hold it captive and be like no I'm gonna release this now Mm -hmm. like I'm not gonna sit here and uh, just dwell on it to where it festers and I grow more and more heavy into that thought concept of thinking those negative thoughts because truthfully that's not what we're called to do right um in scripture in exodus 4 10 through 14 it's 10 through 14 it says but Moses said to the Lord oh my Lord I am not eloquent either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant but I am slow of speech and of tongue then the Lord said to him who has made man's mouth 
who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be your mouth, and teach you what you shall speak. But he said, O my Lord, please send someone else. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is there not Aaron your brother, the Levite? I know that he can speak well. Behold, he is coming out to meet you, and when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Moses questioned, like, God, I can't speak well. Like, why are you using me? He questioned God's calling, as we were talking about calling just a second ago. He questioned that. And God says, who, who are you? Like, I made you. Don't you know that if I made you in all of these ways, that I knew the ways that I was going to use you? I knew the, the things that were going... I mean, God even knows the things that bother us. Like, right. God knows the things that are going to be tender to our heart. God knows every parts of us that He made. He knows, like, what's going to affect us, what's not going to affect us. And this is, like, my brain spinning right now because this is, like, new thought concepts. But I, I'm like, He knows these things. Like, He knows if we look at something. Like, God knows all. He's mm-hmm. the all-knowing God. So, He knows that, like, if we go and we look at something, He knows that it's going to affect us. Mm-hmm. Then God says, how can I use this? to help clean their heart? How can I use this to help show my goodness in it? How can I use this to bring out my faithfulness? Mm -hmm. But instead, we get so stuck sometimes in our own mental battles, in our own field of saying, like, I've got to figure this out. Like, God doesn't know, basically, is what we're saying, that I'm feeling this way. Mm -hmm. When all along, God's saying, like, come to me, exactly when you go to that thought come to me and let me take that thought and help you hold that captive to work on your own heart to proceed and where I'm calling you to go instead of sitting in that that process and sitting in that and dwelling on it and thinking about it too much like God has has already said like son daughter whoever like I am with you and I have this all figured out for you Mm -hmm. he knows every insecurity that we struggle with too and you know we talked about insecurities and just struggling like I remember you know being somewhere and I was surrounded by a bunch of pretty women and I'm not saying that I think I'm ugly but like it begins to mess with your head sometimes if you're not secure in who God has called you and knowing that we are all beautiful made in his image but you know those things can bother you and I think of times where someone actually said something pretty hurtful to me and um I was pregnant with my third kid they hadn't been able to have any kids and I remember them like judging me and like yeah they were very bitter towards me because they were like oh wow you already have two. That was their response when they found out. Was, oh, you already have two. Yeah. I don't even have one yet. And I'm like, why? Well, you know, like I didn't even know how to respond to that uh-huh. because like, I don't know God's plan for their life. I, I didn't know God's plan for my life at that time because in that moment was not a great time to have a third child, you know? Like, yeah. But God used that to, to help with my marriage and I'm very thankful for that. But the thing is, is like people didn't know on that, the inside what I was struggling with. Mm-hmm. People don't know how their words can hurt you, even though in their moment of hurting, like that hurt them to know, I can't have a kid, but here you are pregnant with your third kid. Then that plays with your mind. Like, well, yeah. why, God, why God me? Like, why would you allow me to have a third kid when I wasn't trying to have a third kid, but then this woman can't have any kids? You know, like there's mm-hmm. so many things that can cause insecurities too, because then it was like I was tiptoeing around people in that area because of that. And then I tiptoed in other areas when people would make comments about my appearance and it would make me feel insecure. And then I would see other people and then I would be like, kind of like jealous of where they were at and what they were dealing with. And 
I don't know, like it just, it festers up a lot of things and it, it can cause jealousy, envy, self-destruction. Like you can yeah. begin to tear yourself down. And so I know we're talking about images. We're talking about callings. We're talking about everything in life. And it's just so hard. I think when, when we've been hurt in the past, it makes the, it feeds those insecurities and makes them bigger. And I've definitely had to work on that myself over the years. Not to say I still don't care because I do, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, God, that's something that God has to work in our hearts. But we have to be willing to let him have space to work in our hearts on it, too. Well, what's crazy to me is, like, you, somebody could say something to you that you take negatively. Like, yeah. someone can say something about... I don't know, something that you look bad in or why would you wear that? Or like you could see something and even think something negative, negatively about yourself when nothing was even said. Right. Like you could do that. But the fact of the matter is, is like on the other side of things, somebody could have just told you like, you look so pretty today. Or I love your new hair. Uh-huh. Or um, your eyes are so blue. And it's like, do you remember, <laughs> do you remember those things that were just said? And a lot of times we don't. A lot of times we're just thinking in our minds about what we perceive. Uh And a lot of times it's about what we perceive of ourselves. And somebody else could be on the outside looking in and being like, she's so pretty. Uh She has it all together, which we don't. But, you know, they could be thinking these things. And you're over here thinking like, this person thinks I'm ugly uh-huh. or would this person, does this person think I'm ugly? Like it's all like our perception sometimes. Yeah. And, and in reality, like God has not, he doesn't want our minds to be clogged up by mm-hmm. a perception. That's not reality. Yeah. Well, I, the, on the other end of things, it's like, if somebody were to give me a compliment, I cringe because I'm like, can you just not say that? Like, thank you. <laughs> like, it's like one of them things you're gonna be like, Oh no, I'm not. Or, Oh yeah thank you, but you're beautiful. Like turning, turning it back on them because it makes you uncomfortable. So it's like, okay, it's almost like God saying, which is it? What do you want? Like you're jealous when (laughs) other people are told they're beautiful or they like their outfit and nobody tells you that. And you question, well, I guess nobody likes me. I guess they don't ever compliment me, but look, they're complimenting them. I thought they were my friend too. But then this person's complimenting you and you're like, uh, cringe. I'm I don't want you to say this. I'm really uncomfortable right now. It's like, you can't have it both ways. And I'm guilty (laughs) for that. Yeah, it sure ain't Burger King. We talk about that all the time. Can't have it your way. You can't have it your way. Can't have it your way. So I think it's, I think it's funny on the other end of things too, because it's just like, as humans, half the time we can never fully be pleased, but it is hurtful. I think when, I mean, I'll just admit it. Like, there's a really tough time in my own life, and it wasn't the worst of times, but it was just a really strange season, and it was last year when we kind of went absent for a year, and I mean, honestly, like, you would, we would struggle with things, and I would just be in this place of, like, does anybody see me? Do they even realize, like, what I'm going through? Did I tell most people? No, so it's hard for people to know if they don't know you, yeah. but it's also frustrating for me on the outside to see so many people reaching out and extending their hands and love to other people when they're going through things. And then I'm over here thinking, well, God, why are, why wouldn't somebody just do something nice for me? Even if it's just a text to check on me. And then that goes into the whole comparison thing and the, you know, wondering why, why not me, you know, and it feeds those insecurities. But then, I mean, I had heard a sermon. I don't even remember when it was, but we heard another one recently, but I think it's just reminders on reminders that one, who cares? Like that's, that's not why we do nice things for other people is to receive those things. And I never do that with the intention of like giving to other people yeah. wanting something in return. 
but it is nice to be seen by people and know like oh they're struggling like these are people think leaders don't struggle right and so I think that's the hard part is when a when a leader is struggling it's almost like people don't see it and they just expect them to continue going and to continue pouring into them when really they don't have anything left to give and that's honestly where I was at um and so but then I think about it too like if they would have contacted me and say hey is there anything I can do for you I'm praying for you I probably like no yeah no I'm good thanks (laughs) appreciate it because I don't trust and I don't want to tell my problems because if I say yeah I would love some flowers or I would love to just go for a drive or I would love to go shopping like then I, I would feel like spending time with them, I would have to tell them, like be obligated to tell them what's going on. So it's like, you cannot have it both ways. So you have to decide like, which is it going to be? Yeah. Well, my thing is too, is like it, on the outside, somebody on the outside looking in, if you haven't said anything to them and you are fighting with those mental battles, they truthfully, a lot of times look at you and they go, they have it all together Mm -hmm. like they they look like they have it all together I mean what people visually see on the outside when you're walking into church even though you're mentally broken Mm -hmm. like is somebody well-dressed somebody who is smiling even though that smile is probably broken on the inside it's someone who is still showing up Mm -hmm. so like they're thinking oh nothing's wrong and and a lot of times too like they're already going through their own same mental Mm -hmm. battles and so they're probably not thinking on the outside looking in they're trying to figure it out and then so it's like when you don't talk about it either, which this is something that I don't think is talked about a lot. Like women don't just sit around a table and, and, and say like, I'm insecure with exactly. this. Like I've not ever sat at a table with women and like, I'll, and I sit at tables with women a mm-hmm. lot like that say like, I'm insecure with feeling like someone thinks that I'm ugly and I look at this and I think like, it, do I look like that? Or like, mm-hmm. we, we don't talk about that no. because we don't want people to know our insecurities, right. honestly, because we're fighting them low down and we're thinking that nobody mm-hmm. else is fighting them either. When in all reality, <laughs> as a woman, and I'm guessing men too, we all fight those same things. We and we need to talk about them. And we talk about all the time how like mental health is not talked about yep. enough and stuff like that. I mean, insecurities and those mental mm-hmm. things that you're fighting with it lead to mental health they problems. Do. Like, so why not discuss these things that are at the forefront yeah. of what's leading to this? Like, I, I'm living in shame, mm-hmm. or I feel unworthy, or all of these things. Mm-hmm. Like, why not talk about those at a table and like put them out? there well a lot of times it's because we don't want other people like I said we don't want other people to know Mm -hmm. like this is what we are dealing with because then we're like oh this becomes reality and then they'll start thinking these things about me and then that's a whole nother mind battle it is yeah we don't sit at the table and just say all right I'm gonna throw all my insecurities on this table (laughs) right here right now people would leave and be like oh wow but yeah we've learned that vulnerability and transparency is so important too because people see it and they're like oh even the top you know, yeah. the leaders, even the pastors, even people in a leadership role of, of a job, like yeah. they struggle too. So it's good to be transparent. You have to be careful who you're sharing those, you know, vulnerable, vulnerable moments with and like all those insecurities with yeah. people could take it and run with it. But I, I do think it's important that we're putting it out there and talking about it. But again, I know personally in my own life, I haven't put a lot of that out there. One trust, but two, like then they would look at me and be like, oh, she is weak. Oh, yeah. she's not strong. Oh, she's a struggler. Oh, you know, like... But then it gives them a chance to love on you because does. they do see that you're not strong. Exactly. So it, it's just one of them things, but we think we have to have it all together. And yeah. I've done better with that over the years, but it's just the same as on the way to church, you know, trying to get out the door, rushing around, having a fight with your family, literally in the parking lot, and you're 
yelling at each other and you're like, just get out, just go in. And then you all walk in with a smile on your face. Oh, good. How are you doing? And you just act (laughs) like it's all fine. And then a lot of times we get back in the car after church and we are fine. Yeah. But then there's times that we get in the car and we literally, it's like we've changed faces and we're like, all right, let's put this mask back on. Now I'm mad again. Yeah. And we're not going to talk the rest of the day and I'm just going to go to my room and keep myself busy cleaning so I don't have to talk about it. Like... (laughs) That's the other thing. It's just like we put this face, this front on for other people to think we're perfect when honestly, like, that's the worst thing to do because think about people who are struggling with mental health or these insecurities and thoughts. Like, not that you want to fight in the church, but allowing them to know, like, I struggle. Like, Mm -hmm. me and my family just had a fight before we walked in the door or I really struggle being around people that make me feel insecure because they're way prettier than me or I feel like they are or they do this better and you know I think it's good for other people to hear those things it really helps them see that we're all human that we all have struggles Mm -hmm. that we can talk about it because there may be somebody sitting at that table who wants to talk about it but they're scared to because they feel like they're the only one at that table facing any insecurity or mental health yeah well it made me just think about something too and I'm gonna be vulnerable with you guys right now but um because I had been cheated on in the past and because I had been hurt in that way I actually from a very young age until you know older adolescents or like older um I really struggled with like trust in a man I really struggled with like understanding like how to trust and all that kind of stuff and you know and in situations like I would question I had a very big insecurity on me of like everybody's gonna cheat everybody's gonna do Mm -hmm. this they're gonna hurt me and it'll it that's what really made me like push people away because I was like if I push them away then I can they I can hurt them before they hurt me kind of thing and I remember finally sitting down with my husband and being like, look, I'm having insecurities about this, or I I fear this, or this is why I may question you the way that I do is because every now and then I get in my head about these things. And we actually sat down and had a talk. You know, we've actually had a talk about it a few times within our when we were dating and marriage but um because it's being open and honest with that person that I love and being vulnerable with that person to allow them into those insecurities to be able to walk them out and I think that that's what we lack so much is even allowing like best friends great friends Mm -hmm. into those insecurities because we're scared what may they may think but allowing people into those places that seem like you can't get out of sometimes is a good good healing for you Mm -hmm. because you're allowing people to see you for the things that you actually feel and they get to know you better on the level of like how I can love you better how I can show you like that that's not true or how I can feed into those insecurities to help you push through those insecurities like maybe it is like telling somebody like you know if for instance, if I came to Susan and I was like, Susan, I just don't feel pretty. Like, mm-hmm. or, or I look in the mirror and I feel ugly. Like, Susan would then be able to be like, Crystal, you look so pretty today when mm-hmm. I came into work. And after hearing that enough, like, you probably would be like, okay, like, you start to think differently. You have different a different mindset. Mm-hmm. So it allows people into those insecurities to be able, one, for them to love you in a way that they've never loved you before, mm-hmm. to see your heart, and to be able to walk through mm-hmm. those and heal from them. Yeah. 
And that's important to have that communication with other people. Like I said earlier, not just any and everybody, but knowing who your people are and, yeah. and your safe people to be able to share those things. And I think it's important that we, we all have at least one of those people, but uh, you know, just being encouraged to know that you are loved, you are seen and you are valuable. You are pretty where, like I said, we're all yeah. made in God's image and I'm the worst to look in a mirror and pick myself apart and to punish people currently because of what people past had done for me and or to me and so I think it's just so so hard because as as life goes on we go through so many different things we deal with things we do comparison we have new insecurities very often and so it's just fighting those things off and knowing God's truth and what God says about us and who we are through Christ and really just allowing him you know to trump over every single insecurity and flaw in our life yeah so maybe you have insecurities i think we all do so if you do say it ain't so (laughs) yeah say it ain't (laughs) say it ain't so make sure you're make sure you're telling your mind like no this ain't the truth yeah fighting it back with the truth but also going to people and being vulnerable enough to share those insecurities to help with healing the healing process through them yeah Thank y'all for joining us and we look forward to talking with you next week. Yeah, bye guys. Bye.